You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 310 of Podcateers. In the last episode, we took a walk down Buena Vista Street, and this week we put on our thinking hats as we do some armchair imagineering for that same area. We always look forward to these episodes because they help us flex our creativity muscle. And remember, if there's any idea that you'd like to share or if there's one that you really like, join the conversation and leave a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 310 on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Just search for Podcateers. Before jumping into the episode, we'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people, our podcast fairy godparents, also known as the FGP Squad. If you're new to the podcast, the FGP Squad help make these episodes of Podcateers possible with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you'd like more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head over to podcateers.com FGP. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we'd like to send a huge thank you for all of your continued support. So that's it for this intro. This is episode 310 of Podcateers. new flavor of ginger ale that actually has a splash of lime so it has limeade mm-hmm. it's a new flavor and i okay. dig it so nice. hard nice love it <laughs> they made an orangeade flavor that i was kind of digging several months back mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i have to say that i think i like this one more than the orangeade flavor Interesting. I, I I don't know why. I just think it fits the flavor profile of the ginger ale so much more than okay. the orange one does. Oh, okay. I can see that. And it just mixes it. It's just they also have a lemon one that's supposed to simulate lemonade and it's okay. It's possibly the one that I would shy away from if it was like a three pack, right? Of flavors. Yeah. But this limeade one, whew, it's delicious. I think that does sound good. As a as a connoisseur of both gin and tonics and Cuba Libres, oh. I can get down with some lime additive. So nice. I uh, I may have to give that a try. Well, I I am not a connoisseur of gin and tonic, but I can see how that would actually help with the flavor. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Gin and tonic, delicious. Maybe one of these days I'll try one out. All Who right. Knows? We'll see. Uh, we'll have to make that happen. Yeah. When the world opens back up, we'll have to make that happen. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Well, in this episode, I'm super excited because I want to really listen to Mel and Gavin's ideas for Buena Vista Street. <laughs> Armchair Imagineering, quite possibly some of the funnest episodes that we do. I love them. I don't have many ideas for this one. I have a couple ideas. I'll tell you right now. I have a couple of ideas that I really started thinking thoroughly about. And mm-hmm. then I'll it'll probably spawn some other ideas throughout the episode. But it will. just it will. so sure. you know, I'm only coming into this with like two. And knowing okay. you guys, you probably have like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit that this is so far for me the hardest challenge that we've, mm-hmm. that we've given ourselves. And I have three ideas 
So I'm really banking on us going into that creative brainstorming mode that we find ourselves in with these episodes. <laughs> we'll start riffing on each other's ideas. We'll come up with some stuff. And I guarantee you'll come up with some ideas, Hazen. And oh yeah, one of mine in particular, like I would really benefit from some of your storytelling capability to pull off effectively. I've got kind of the, the outline, the, the skeleton of it, but you could really turn it into something awesome. So, Oh, thanks. Um, I'll, I'll yeah. try. I'll do my best. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a fun time, though. All right. Oh, yeah. And I would say that I have like two and a half, but the other two, I... <laughs> I kind of wrote a lot because it just it just came and I was like I'm just gonna write everything down. Nice, Whatever. nice. Those but, are the best ones too. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, this was this was the first time in a while where I was just able to just sit down and just get something. Cool. Last yeah. one was a little difficult, but this one I'm like, oh my gosh, I could see. I actually kind of see this from beginning to end. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to stretch this muscle too, this this creative yeah. thinking muscle. And it's been a long time since we did a park one because our last one was about Disney Plus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's yeah. been months at this point, I think, like two months since we've done Armchair Imagineering in the park. And I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be exciting for several reasons. Everything that you guys mentioned, and for me, I think with everything that's been going on, really forcing myself to sit down and actively think of something, Mm -hmm. I I think you guys know better than most people do, my brain is always running in 11th gear. And so (laughs) my thought process jumps from one thing to another sporadically. And it's hard for me to sit down and concentrate on things, especially if I have like other more important things going on. And, you know, when I'm dealing with like family stuff, like to me, that's number one. Right. And if I'm dealing with that, I can't deal with this. And so this was great because as I kind of jump back into I I don't want to everybody keeps calling it normalcy, but it's not. I mean, (laughs) normal is always evolving. Yes. I'm going to call it familiar territory. There you there go. go. I'm going to call it way that. better. Yeah. So yep. as I jump back into familiar territory, uh, it was super fun for me to sit down and actively think of something for the park. So the ideas may not be great, but you know what? Who cares? Who Muscles cares? aren't built overnight. You got to work for them. Let's just have fun. <laughs> so that's what we're aiming yeah. for. So, okay. Uh, who's going first? I'll go first. Cool. Um, definitely, I'm going to need a little bit of help with this one. I was thinking of giving Buena Vista Street more legroom. And for me, it's more of where Buena Vista Street and Hollywoodland meet. And it's just a clash because you have Buena Vista Street, which is beautiful, Carthay, and it's right there. It's just Hollywoodland. Boom. Mm -hmm. So I kind of would like to see that sign there still. But I kind of want to see a little bit more of Buena Vista Street incorporated into it. Because you have your your palette of beige, your beautiful earth tones, and then it's just gold Mm -hmm. and orange. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of, let's kind of clean that up a little bit. But I would like to see it, uh, the best way I could describe this. Okay, the entranceway to Galaxy's Edge. You know how there's the one entrance where it's Galaxy's Edge and it's Frontierland? Mm -hmm. And there's two separate parts that are just, they just blend so beautifully. Mm -hmm. That's what I would like to see. 
So you're on shooting the for a there. smoother transition. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it could actually go as far as the restrooms and to I want to say to where Mickey's Philhar Magic because it kind of cuts organically there. Yeah. So kind of have it that. That's my first step. Now, are you thinking just uh, the color palette in those those buildings and facades being um, toned more in line with Buena Vista Street? Yes. Okay. That I gotcha. and like the architecture just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then kind of like fade out <clears throat> and then have it be Hollywood land from there. Just so it's a little bit smoother. Yeah. Gotcha. See, to me, uh, it's interesting because I don't find it as jarring. It certainly used to be a little bit more um, than mm -hmm. it is now. I feel like, to me, it's it's pretty smooth. Where it really smashes it for me is when you get to the, um, what is it called? Mickey's Playhouse Theater or whatever. Yes. Whatever that, that's, yes. that's the thing that you can see from the hub that kind of shatters the illusion for yeah. me. Um, I would love that to be something other than it is. I, I they, they definitely need that that attraction for the, the tots. Um, but yeah, visually that one smashes it. Other than that, I feel like it's a pretty smooth transition, but I, I totally see what you're saying about the color palette. It is a completely different color palette. So yeah, yeah I, I think they could probably easily address a lot of that. Um, and then, you know, just change the whole front of that theater building. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the Hollywood sign or the Hollywood land sign, I think, is misplaced. Like, I mm -hmm. think yes. it would be better suited if they moved it over. I, I think this is what you were alluding to between Mickey's Philhar Magic and Schmoozies. Yes. The Playhouse Disney thing that's happening there, that's easily solved by moving the Playhouse Disney entrance to the side. You know, if you can put a big oh, yeah. marquee or something closer to the restrooms that point to that so that you don't see it from Buena Vista Street, you mm -hmm. can still get people into that area and you can still promote it. And the front part could still be the entrance like it is now, but the queue mm -hmm. and the signage would be over on the other side closest to the bathroom. So that's easily solvable if they just kind of shift a couple of things around, but... Yeah, the yeah. color palette. But see, they don't even have a sign anymore, do they? It's just the two pillars on the there. sides. I didn't think there was a sign up above anymore. Are you sure? Man, have I not paid attention like, that much? I feel like that's <laughs> down. And if, between if Schmoozies, true, then, wow, between I schmoozies my <laughs> and um, Award Wieners is that arched sign that says, like, the Hollywood Pictures Backlot or whatever. Oh, maybe There's they did move it then. There, the one at the entrance doesn't isn't that, there anymore. That doesn't anymore. exist anymore, huh? No, it's just the two. Now that you're mentioning it, I think you're right. Columns on the side still exist. Yeah, and they're in that right. rust color. But they removed the sign above. Um, uh, it's kind of been a while now. Man, it shows you how much Ghost I've been paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Damn. And it's been how long? I know. Since <laughs> yeah. I've been at the park. Man. Yeah. Or DCA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then problem solved. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> that one was easy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's but funny. But I didn't think about the um, that signage there. I mean, that could also kind of change. But I mean, mm -hmm. something like that. So yeah. it looks a little bit more cohesive yeah. all mm -hmm. the way through. Cool. Yeah, I think that side of the street, I would definitely work on some redesigns anyway. Because like, even the Art of Animation building or whatever it's called, mm -hmm. 
it's a little it kind of sticks out a little bit it doesn't quite blend the way i would like it to blend um so that whole side of that street could be uh, reworked a little bit especially since you can see it so plainly from buena vista street mm -hmm. right yeah but little tweaks i agree uh interestingly enough my first idea is kind of in the same vein as Melissa's in that there's something to me that stands out that doesn't fit that I would like to correct. It's a small change for Buena Vista Street, but a really big change for the resort. I personally can't stand seeing the monorail go across Buena Vista Street. I don't like it. It sticks out like a sore thumb to me. So I would like to reroute the monorail to somewhere else. Like Avengers I'm Campus? Not say, I'm not saying where. Yeah, Avengers <laughs> Campus would be perfect. Well, it fits the aesthetic um, more that way. As long as it comes into Avengers Campus and then kind of back out and doesn't cross over any other parts of DCA, I'm cool with it. It can Ooh. go around the outside of it like it does on the uh, east side of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Like it can yeah. just go down Harbor and then, you know, behind Screaming. It can go somewhere else. But I don't like that it crosses that bridge. So what I would like is just some uh, dynamic uh, prop work. Like, I just want to see, like, a train from the era of the 20s or 30s just go across that bridge every now and again. Maybe you could have two and they kind of cross each other. And then Ooh. 20 minutes later, they cross each other back. Just to add a little bit of dynamic motion to the visual aesthetic of the land. Just to hear a little toot-toot and like a train come across the bridge. Uh, you know, that doesn't jar you aesthetically. Uh, so that that's kind of my first idea. It adds some sound effects. It adds visual cues and doesn't look like a space train coming across your 1920s L.A. Yeah, I, I totally Sorry. get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I face train. Space I love train. that. <laughs> so, what if, what if if they can't reroute it? Right. I I totally mm -hmm. agree with you. By the way, I think it yeah. would be better suited if it if it went through a different route. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. if they couldn't reroute it, would you be happy with them doing some kind of panel replacement technology where? it actively like there were screens that actively changed the visual of the train to like an old 1920s <gasps> trolley or something as the monorail passed by yeah we've talked about this idea before i i think it could be cool i think it would be much more effective at night than it would be during the day or maybe vice versa i can't decide uh yeah i don't know i would love that technology to be viable i i don't know that it's there yet but i yeah that would be cool i even thought of if we could reroute the monorail maybe since that bridge was technically uh a bridge for cars i believe the hyperion bridge it would be cool to see like period cars just going across it you know yeah back and forth Ooh. you know they could have those on like a loop like they'd go down and then they'd come back and so you could have crossing traffic that just kind of went you know, and maybe every like fifth car would have like a Oswald in it driving. That would you know? be funny. Just that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. to me, it's it's not. I don't think you could make any real interesting attraction out of it. So it really just becomes a part of the landscape of Buena Vista Street. So that's why I'm thinking just something more 
visual than anything. Yeah. I like the little Oswald cars coming by every so often. <laughs> like, that's one thing that we talk about with all of the lands, right? Having some kind of kinetic energy that help the flow yeah. of the land. Mm-hmm. And Buena Vista Street was unique in a way that a lot of the kinetic energy happened on land, you know, with the trolleys yeah, and exactly. the citizens mm-hmm. of Buena Vista Street on their bicycles and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. with all of that going away, it puts this crazy void into that land that, you know, we can't necessarily fill with just anything random. And right. having those visuals of those little cars you know, especially built to a proper scale would make it look like a full-size bridge as they're coming by. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I dig that idea. I dig it. Sweet. So I I think ultimately I'm landing on cars then because we can put characters in there. I think it could make a little more sense. (gasps) And and you can see it from both sides. Yeah, I I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Because of the time... We could obviously have Oswald in there. We could have Mickey and Minnie drive by, and it can mm-hmm. it can tell a story, right? Like on a loop, where like at first you kind of see Mickey driving. Later he's with Minnie. Later they're being chased by Mortimer. Later oh it's like Mickey's like flapping from the back of the car as Mortimer's chasing this is awesome. them. You know, <laughs> and ultimately like they i don't know like there's like a whole story that can be told with them right and so they're kind of going through their own little mini silly symphony short so if you stand there long enough you get to see all the transitions through yeah yeah you could have all kinds of gags you could have like pete like tailgating honking his horn (laughs) yeah Yeah. it could be several storylines yeah yeah uh you could have uh like uh horse horse collar just like you know trudging along with a wagon and like a car yes. behind him with Pete like honking like hurry up <laughs> <Yeah>. hurry up <laughs> you could do a lot of stuff and we could hear them talking in the background too yes you just yeah. have the speakers active oh, and, and hear the cars honking and screeching and everything mm-hmm. nice that would be cool I like it uh, okay Man. well my first idea is actually an attraction Ooh. Uh, however my attraction actually relies on taking over Hollywoodland. Okay. You know, we've talked a lot about what we want to do with Hollywoodland, and we even did an armchair Imagineering episode for that one. Mm-hmm. And with Avengers Campus opening, obviously the transition of where Buena Vista Street started, especially with the trolleys, and where it ended at Tower of Terror, the, the synergy of all of that broke with the opening of with Mission Breakout. And that's great for Avengers Campus, but it leaves this crazy void. And that's probably why they're not going to be doing the trolleys much longer. So if that area all became part of Buena Vista Street and all of that became like Buena Vista Park, you know, versus, you know, or maybe they called it Griffith Park, some variation like Silver Lake Park, where it kind of pivoted away from something that was in the surrounding area of Buena Vista, the Hyperion and all that stuff. You can create a subsection of Buena Vista Street that aesthetically looks more like the entire land is actually part of itself. And there could be references to Hollywood. There could still be references to the five freeway and all sorts of things that cohesively tie that area together. Now, uh, my attraction 
uh, also relies on an idea we had in another episode where we move Mike and Sully to the rescue out of that area and move it to Pixar Pier. That's where it belongs. Like that attraction has no business in Hollywood land anymore. But in its place, I want to bring back Superstar Limo 2.0. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I want to call it Walt's Wacky Way. Okay. 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 And this would actually not be the same attraction, just kind of rethemed. Like I want to build a whole new one. This was actually inspired by you know how when have you ever been to hollywood or have you ever seen a tv show or something where somebody goes to hollywood and they buy one of those maps to the the homes of the stars and they take (laughs) these tours so there's a lot of tours that show you all the landmarks that walt used to go to you know the tam o'shanter and the studio and all this what if you had an attraction that took you to all those locations and gave you these cool gags from different people like you had Imagineers pop up and you had Disney characters pop up you know like you could actually go through Walt's life and footsteps on an attraction nice. so we would have a awesome. superstar limo style attraction but it's all about Walt and living in LA <laughs> will we have an audio animatronic of Walt <laughs> um, no it's going to be a screen presentation and a hologram <laughs> Of course, of course, we're going to have an audio animatronic. (laughs) We already made one in the Main Street episode. Why not? Right. (laughs) Animatronic waltz everywhere. Yeah. In all of them. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So is this attraction going to basically cover the entire area of that backlot area of Hollywoodland? Not the whole area. It would essentially take uh, the spot of where Mike and Sully to the rescue is and possibly is it studio 19 that's directly to the left of it wherever 17? where it... I forgot which one it is but it's where uh, Black Panther and the Dora Milaje currently appear and they have like the AP corner it's mm-hmm. directly 17, 17 right it's, it's directly 17, behind yeah. um, I almost called it Muppet Vision Theater it's directly behind Phil <laughs> um, <laughs> Magic. <laughs> And directly to the left of Mike and Sully to the rescue. So where where is this going to queue or enter from Buena Vista Street? Or is Buena Vista Street like thematically going to wrap around into Hollywoodland? It's going it to wrap around. One thing. It's okay. going to wrap around, yeah. Okay, I got you now. That's why I want to rename that back area to something else like Silver Lake Park or something like that. Like something that ties it in together to Buena Vista Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. So are you leaving PhilharMagic? Oh, yeah. It's still beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I would just retheme the theater a little bit more so that we mm-hmm. change it and tweak it to make it look like more of those 1920s-style theaters that were on Broadway Ooh. in L.A. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. that's what the Hyperion is, right? The right. Hyperion is themed yeah. that way. So why not theme PhilharMagic to have a semi- uh, similar structure as the facade for that theater. The inside right. already looks beautiful. It's already ornate enough and looks like an old school theater. But if you change the outside visual, it would wrap around so nicely to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And what are you what are you picturing for ride vehicles here? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I want the 1937 Packard cars as Ooh, the vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> Travel in style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. 
interesting uh, nugget of information. Uh, my dad's first car, he's not this that old, but his first car in the 1960s was a 39 Packard. No way! Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, classics. I love What color was it? Do you know? <sighs> I do not remember. Hmm. I do not remember. We'll have to ask him. I, I'd love. Yep, that's a I'll super sweet yeah. car, man. Super I'll sweet. Provide car. an update. Nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's my first idea. That's, Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, that's that's a big one to to be your first idea to roll out here today. That's oh, a, trust a me, one. they they only get worse from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always say that, but it's never true, right? Well, you know, look, I'm doing. I'm yeah. I don't know. This is a hard area to armchair imagineer, okay? It really oh, it is. is. Yeah. It is. It's it's kind of like you're being picky at this point because it's so pretty. Yeah. They did mm-hmm. a, such so. a fantastic job with the retheming. Like, if there's mm-hmm. one thing I miss from the transition is that there's no more Beach Boys music in the plaza. <laughs> yeah. But outside yeah. of that, like, I'm good with all the changes. This just looks so <laughs> amazing and beautiful. Yeah. You might. I think. I think you guys are gonna like my second idea, though. Like, oh, okay. I'm so. <laughs> I'm so on board with that one. It's not even funny. <laughs> All right, Mel. Okay. Um. So I actually thought about this, and I want to kind of recycle an idea I had for Main Street because mm-hmm. I have the space and I could see it in my head a little better than the one I did on Main Street. Um. So. You know, we have Elias and Company. That's not moving. I'm just going to say it right there. It's not going to move. But what if guys, fellas, anybody who wanted to get a, you know, a haircut, shave, or shine their shoes, you know, before they go on their date? I'm so on board already. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking, you know, I think it'd be pretty cool to have Elias and Company cater to those services. But. Something in my head was like, I really loved the little, I want to say the little room that Elias and Company has that had like all the jewelry, all the top items for, you know, purses, things like that. That room was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking over Gone Hollywood. I'm taking over that whole area. We're just going to use up the skeleton. I want to bring the boutique with the most modern, you know, fashion for women, and it's going to be called Lillian and Edna. Oh, and okay. inside, I see, this is where I kind of went, ooh, I'm excited for this. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be two floors. And you have, you know, your the bottom, you have your, your fancy stuff. You've got your purses. You got this. You got that. You know, Elias and Company has services on this side. What Lillian and Edna is going to provide is a beauty salon on the second floor. Beautiful, I'm thinking cool tones, like a light feel with some rhinestones, like something elegant. Now, this I think is the part that I'm so excited about. (laughs) And it's going to be the second floor looking up or looking down. On the rails, I would love to see diamonds with the initials L and E. Oh, nice. The simple nod to the ladies, just Mm -hmm. like we see in New Orleans Square. 
And I think it make it would make a fantastic photo op just for fun, just the aesthetic look of it. Because <laughs> how many of us have taken pictures of that railing in New Orleans Square? Oh heck yeah! Tons. You can't get tired mm -hmm. of it. So I thought, you know what? Let's give these two ladies a little bit of love and just put it there. And on the bottom floor, I would love to see like photos of them and like what they wore, things like that. Just something for them. Yeah. So I would I would use up all that and have like this would be catered to this and that would be catered to that. And if you want to do whatever before your date, go for it. So basically, this is a bibbity bobbity boutique for mom and dad. Or maybe me. Or yeah, <laughs> you don't have to be parents for for grownups. For grownups, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> for grownups. I I dig it. I like the. The idea of possibly going in and getting a haircut and a shave at Elias and Company, because mm -hmm. isn't that something that you can already do at Disney World? Yes, I think they still have the barbershop. Yes, yeah, and see, Disneyland doesn't have anything like that, but if mm -mm. it's so well, like if you theme an entire like barbershop inside or like little salon that would look like that era, they talk yeah. to you like that. Oh man. I'm such right? a sucker for like a hot towel and a straight razor shave. Like, <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't, you know, it's not something obviously that happens often, you know, but man, I like, if you ever want to get me like a gift, like that's the way to go right there. Like, yeah. You know? Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And but the idea of Lillian and Edna is so fantastic because that culture, you know, we've talked about this before, where the culture, that dapper culture, is so looked out for. You know, that vintage culture mm -hmm. is so popular that that store would absolutely shine in that location. Oh yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it kind of the Easter egg that we talked about at Elias and Company, where Flora's Beauty Salon is there, like this is kind of taking that Easter egg and giving it life and, you know, bringing yeah. it to the masses. And yeah. I just love that. That's a I fantastic agree. idea, Melissa. I love this. Thanks. Yeah. Really, <laughs> it brings some, some elegance to, cause a lot of, a lot of people like to dress up and go to Carthay. Yeah. You know? So it'd be like a nice, uh, kind of a whole day experience. You go get dolled up. And then, right. you know, you go across to have a nice dinner and then you watch World of Color and it's like a magical, you know, prince and princess date or prince and prince date or whatever kind of date Something, you want to have. Yeah. You know, or just a fun time. Uh, I, I think that would be uh, really cool. I would be interested to know if you had any ideas on pricing um because th i think that would be the barrier for a lot of people um but if you could do like little pieces you know oh, like yeah. you know if you could go in and get like a consult on a bow tie or something you know for you know something small uh or you know whatever it is uh, yeah i i think it'd be pretty cool to have like small packages or mm -hmm. have like little here this and that like um let's say they just want to get their nails done Oh, yeah. And that's it. It doesn't have to be much. Or let's say the guy just wants his shoes shined. That's nice. it. Nice, yeah. So it doesn't have to be like the whole thing. Um, that's what I kind of would like because, you know, everyone wants to get dolled up or mm -hmm. dressed up for fun. And I just figure, you know, sometimes, I mean, I've been to Carthay and I feel like I am really underdressed. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. That's cool. It's a la yeah, carte bibbidi-bobbidi cool beauty. Yeah, uh -huh. I dig it. Well done. I like that idea. Thanks. 
All right, Gavin, what about you? What's your next one? Okay, so my next idea is bringing in the character that has kind of become the unofficial mascot for Buena Vista Street, which is none other than Oswald. Yay! And um, it's kind of incorporating something I learned about L.A. when I moved to California, which I didn't really understand before moving out here. And that is that L.A. is basically built around a series of hills. I had no idea how like much elevation change there is in and around L.A. It's all hills and mountains, and I had no idea. Uh, so I kind of want to put it in a spot that uh, gives some of that eleva- elevation, at least visually. So where I'm going to put this new thing is to the right of the um, information booth that's across from Carthay in the shadow or in, at the, the bottom of Grizzly Peak. So facing Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe, um, I'm hoping that we can kind of build into the mountains. So like you can have a facade on the outside that looks like a little place that I'll describe in a second, but that we can use some space like underneath the attraction to give this some a little bit of room because it's going to need a little bit of room. Um, That's where this challenge became really tough is that there's not a lot of room to work with in Buena Vista Street and I didn't want to tear down anything so that's where I'm putting this and I kind of want to make it look like it is a little theater uh, not dissimilar to the Main Street cinema but with a more 1920s 30s art deco style that fits this era so opposite Carthay which was like the big fancy theater where Snow White was premiered is kind of like a more typical local theater of the time. And it's time we brought some Oswald shorts into the park. So not an entirely new concept, but a mirror concept, kind of like the way Buena Vista mirrors Main Street. I want an Oswald cinema. We can call it the Oswald Odeon. And we can have a series of (laughs) rotating shorts Similarly to the way the Main Street Cinema does, um, you could have some concessions there. I thought of maybe selling something called Rabbit Munch, which is something like Cracker Jack. And, uh, <laughs> That's cool. you know, just another cool, like, <laughs> diversional spot to go in and cool off to check out some Oswald cartoons. I think that'll help also expose the world a little more to Oswald because I still feel like most people have never seen an Oswald cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it'll kind of bring more of that character into the general awareness of Disney fans. Um, There can be movie posters in there and a lot of things that will kind of tell you more of the history of Walt and Oswald and that character that kind of got lost to history uh, for a time. So uh, that's my idea. And I really want to make it look like it's kind of part of some complex or you know, not not anything huge, but give an understanding that this is a, a building at the bottom of a hill and there might be some indications of buildings up above behind it to kind of give some visual elevation, which we see in L.A., which you don't see in the land as it exists right now. Nice. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. I like it. Cool. I like it. It would, I mean that area because of the information booth like i feel it's very needed 
But at the same time, it seems like a bit of an eyesore because of how you have to wrap around it to see the falls behind it. And mm -hmm. the way that you're the way that you're describing it, it would layer that area in a more organic way to see the hills and then see the waterfall mm -hmm. behind the hills and the rock and the mountain. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I love that idea. I think visually it would be much more appealing. The information booth mm -hmm. can move across the way where they normally have the first booth for like um, the festival of holidays or whatever food mm -hmm. and thing, food thing they're doing. And mm -hmm. it would completely open up that area for this structure that you want to build. Yeah. Sweet. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's much more appealing than looking at that information booth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like the information booth. It, it's not bad. And it kind of doubles as one of the trolley stops. Um, but yeah, I think it does look like, I don't want to say it looks like an afterthought, but it, it looks like there could have been a little more consideration to that quadrant of the hub, uh, and, and, you know, in the circle there. Yeah. Because it does kind of seem like a blank spot. It's kind of like the dark room in Raiders or Raiders. <laughs> Indiana Jones adventure uh, where it's like, oh, did they forget to put anything here? Yeah. Uh, it it kind of looks like that to me. I, now, I love the transition to the Grizzly Peak area and the, the new signage they incorporated. So I don't want to impede on that. But uh, it does seem like there's a blank spot there. And I'd yeah. like to use that and kind of give indication of the hilliness of L.A. Yeah. It would just flow like a little it. better that way. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I like it. Um, you know, when you started saying, Mel, about recycling ideas, I thought, man, mm -hmm. the idea that we had of doing the VR tour where Walt is walking you through Disneyland would fit so well here on Buena Vista. Like, there oh, could be yeah. a companion virtual tour, you know, where you end at the storytellers and the last line of the entire tour is, we're just getting started. And then that's where it ends. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you know so yeah that could be awesome anyway, that's not my idea i just thought like since you Stay made tuned. me think of like man that idea would work really well for both parks so anyhow um my idea uh my mm -hmm. or my last idea or okay my second idea uh is uh, again because of the fact that i kind of want to wrap everything around and make hollywood land a part of Buena Vista Street and call it like, you know, Silver Lake Park or whatever the case is. Uh, I think that that area that has become very popular for different dance things like Electronica, Matt Tea Party, all that stuff, Froats or um, Freeze the Night, all that stuff that we had there, mm -hmm. because it's now going to be a part of Buena Vista Street at Silver Lake Park, I think could be rethemed so that we have a Roaring Twenties Gatsby themed dance party. And so yes. the entire thing oh my God. <laughs> is art decoed out with gold and black. And there's flapper girls that are like serving drinks and stuff. And like, like whoever's spinning or whatever band is playing is like big band jazz. And there's like, you know, you can have the Silver Lake sisters come and sing songs. The entire thing could just be rethemed to fit that area, to fit Buena Vista Street. And it's something that we've needed again there in that area for a really long time. That area just becomes so boring in, in the in the mm -hmm. evening, you know. Oh, yeah. But whenever those dance parties were there, it was so lively and it was just a fun place to be in. 
And the Roaring Twenties is a super popular era where it's easily incorporated. The costuming for cast members would not be difficult to pull off. And then you have, you know, guys mm-hmm. in their suits walking around or, you know, I, I just think that a Gatsby themed style dance party for that area would go over super well. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's my gosh. Awesome. You t- <laughs> yeah. You said Gatsby. You said back area part yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm for it sign <laughs> yeah i'm I all about fun yeah of course and th- anything 20s and it, and it just works like people people love that stuff they'll eat it mm-hmm. up yeah and it fits so well Absolutely. with the dapper day aesthetic that everybody's trying to capitalize on right now yeah for real. and think about it it, it perfectly encapsulates M- melissa's idea of the uh, place where you can get dolled up because you can theme have themed, you know, outfits or hairstyles oh, or hats oh, or yeah. whatever to go to dinner at Carthay and then go to this Gatsby party afterwards. Yeah. Like it could be a whole day. Yeah, absolutely. And you yeah. can roll that all into one themed experience. The Roaring Twenties package. Yeah, there, there's a oh lot of gosh, symbiotic yes. stuff happening right now and. Um, it kind of rolls nicely into uh, another idea I have later. So, nice. yeah, that's great. And and that I agree that area has needed some uh, new energy, you know, that that kind of fits thematically. Like mm-hmm. I get the like like Electronica was cool. Um, Mad Tea Party was cool. And Freeze the Night was cold. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Like thematically, none of them really had anything to do with well anything done. that was there, you know, so, it, you know, it's kind of like, all right, whatever. But if if we do this redesign of the area and make it, you know, this Silver Lake Park or whatever it ends up being of the 20s, 30s, like doing that kind of Gatsby style, roaring 20s kind of hot band jazz era experience fits visually uh, acoustically, you know, they already play big band swing music, mm-hmm. you know, so like mm-hmm. this, I, I love it. I, I think this all is rolling together nicely into a beautiful uh, landscape that we would revel in. Yeah. And they used to have something very little during New Year's Eve. Oh. So, and it looked beautiful. Just what they had by at the time was Tower. So if you were to take that take your idea hazen and put it in the back oh my gosh well it's a it's it's a really great opportunity to incorporate some of the mystique around some of the leftover Mm -hmm. things that you know we saw from tower of terror like the the silver lake sisters for instance like if we Mm -hmm. do rename it silver lake park then it's appropriate to have the silver lake sisters performing in this area you know there's already the mystique behind them the posters already exist at uh fiddler um i five yeah five for yes the three little pig shop (laughs) i I get tongue-tied when i try to say their names all the time um but yes you know it, it they're already their their posters are there the stories on the wall uh people know of them because of when tower of terror was there as a matter of fact when they mm-hmm. closed down the tower of terror before it became mission breakout they had this whole 1920s party event that featured the silver lake yeah. sisters performing so you get you know that you get a band like fat cat swinger that already kind of has you know that big band sound to them 
And yeah. it's a perfect fit for that area. Like, you don't have to wait for a food and wine festival to hear that, you know? Yeah. So would we call this the Tip Top Club on yes. ground level? Yes, absolutely. 120% <laughs> yes. They, they could even move the swing dancing from Disneyland over to that area and, you know, Ooh. teach people how to swing dance yep. and do all that stuff as well. Yep. yep. There's plenty of space. What I'd love to see them like bring back for like cameo appearances is Minnie's Fly Girls because yes. I still miss yes. them. They were amazing. <laughs> see, yeah, I, I, so many I possibilities. Like Yep. And you can, because there's that other stage on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Like, yeah, this this could be awesome. So many Man, this was good. <laughs> <laughs> Very awesome. All right. I have one other idea, but it was more of a callback. Um, it's it's kind of what I call my throwaway idea, but I'll mention it at the end. Share it. You sure? Okay. Yeah, share it still. Yeah. Well, this one was essentially taking... So you know how towards the back of that Hollywoodland area uh, is stage Mm -hmm. 27, I believe, where Captain Marvel was appearing. I think it's 28. 28, Something like this. 20-something back there. Uh, Behind that, or maybe just get rid of that one, if you theme everything to look more like a park, I would like to have a merry-go-round that looked exactly like the Griffith Park one did when Walt took his daughters. Not a King Arthur's carousel, no. I want the caros- a replica of the carousel of the Griffith Park merry-go-round that Walt took his daughters to. And that way, uh, you fully feels. theme the entire area to Griffith Park, Silver Lake, Glendale, and all of Buena Vista Street becomes its own Walt Land experience. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I am on board with that. Yeah. If you meet one condition for me. What's that? Do something else with Jesse's critter carousel. We can't no, have No, just get rid of Jesse's critter carousel. DLR. Get it out. Just right. put something yeah. else but there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Create a new attraction for that and then you can do another I would even say you can't add a third. No, no, you can't. We can even use the same structure, just retheme it to look like the original Griffith Park carousel. And that's yeah, fine. just that's get rid fine. of it that and move awesome. it, and it would fit a lot better. And that's what I think. Okay, I'm 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 fine with that then. Yeah. Ooh, what if you made it large enough and it could be a seating area? Yeah, we could do that too. I think that'd be cool. I would sit on a horse just. <laughs> I think it could be. I there. think it would work as a functional <laughs> carousel. I think because there aren't many attractions back there, there needs to be mm-hmm. a little bit more for people to want to go do. And during the day, you're not going to have a full-blown dance party. That's mainly for the evenings. But if all of the ideas are cohesive enough and you get the idea of living in Walt's L.A. in the 1920s, it just makes it a more appealing place to go and it helps with the crowd levels and everything else. Yep, I like it. I do too. That's it. That's <laughs> all I got. What? Good, that man. was really good. <laughs> those, those were all good ideas, dude. Yeah. You guys are knocking it out of the park, too, so thank you. <laughs> Okie dokies. So, no cables. We're not going to need them. No one's going to miss them. I'm hoping this saves the trolleys. But what I want to do is what if we were to go back to Buena Vista Street 100 years ago to the 1920s? And I would, what I would do... <laughs> And you said this earlier, Hazen. I'm like, oh, man. This is going to take VR goggles. Yeah. We're going to sit on a trolley 
We're going to look down Buena Vista Street and how it is right now, but those that you see on there are from then. What I would love to do is when you start your journey, they're going to say a little presentation, a little spiel about how things were in 1920s, 1923. And as you're traveling down, you're going to look around, you're going to see different things. There's going to be constant stuff. And what would be the coolest thing than to see Oswald standing there? Keep going. You look up at the autometrist and you see Ub. Keep going. Ooh. You may see one of the nine old men. Keep going. We're going to have um, a show stop by Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical. And this show stop, I don't know exactly where the angle is, but how awesome would it be to sit in that trolley have the storyteller statue come alive while is telling us his story of how he got to California. Then, as we're passing that little area, he's waving to us. He's waving goodbye and everything. We're going by Carthay and we're seeing the cast of opening day for Snow White waving outside of Carthay. And we keep going. That's the hard part is I don't know what else to do. But what I want is I want every experience to be very different. You're not gonna see everything on the first try. Mm. And to me, I think that would keep the trolleys, give it some life to Buena Vista Street, and it'll kind of be like a tour. Yeah. You know, we get a little bit more insight. And I, I just, I thought about that. I'm like, how cool would it be to do that and every experience is different. I'm so on board. <laughs> I'm Anything having to do with VR, I'm usually like, yes, oh. 120%, right? Right. Now, here's the other part that I kind of, <laughs> you know me, seasonal. Okay, so <laughs> what, let's go back. Let's go back. We're going to start at the very front, right? Let's say we go back this time. It is Halloween time. So who's... Who's the best person to tell our story of one of Vista Street? Boogie Boogie. Yes. Now, <laughs> now the show stop. It's not Walt, but it's the Headless Horseman. <laughs> nice. I know. Nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's kind of like the Headless Horseman is being told the story is being told by Oogie. Okay. And everything is just purple lights, bugs, like little things you'll see. And, yeah, I, I was like, I, I would love to see this. Okay. So Here's what I'm proposing. Yes. Okay. We're scrapping Superstar Limo 2.0, and we're <laughs> integrating this idea into my idea. And we'll combine them okay. into creating the virtual <laughs> trolley attraction. Sure. I like that. <laughs> uh, so mm -hmm. – uh, what I'm picturing, tell me if I'm right. So you get on the trolley, right? Yes. You're riding the trolley. You got your yes. VR on. You're yes. seeing other passengers like from the 1920s on the trolley with you. And then you're looking yep. out the windows. And as you go by, like you look up at iWorks, you see uh, standing up on the balcony, like things like that, right? Uh-huh. Okay. 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 The reason I, I got that idea is because um, over at uh, The Void, you could see everybody 
dressed yes. appropriately. Right. So if you were to see like your fellow passengers like that, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. That would be. And cool. you didn't have to dress up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. I see. Ya. We're just gonna mash up my my attraction with this idea, and we're just gonna yeah. make it happen that way. So okay. what would be cool is at the very first stop, a young Walt hops on the trolley and sits down near you and starts oh, regaling God. everybody with stories. And oh, he's I pointing cry. things out <laughs> along the way like, oh, check this out over at this place. Uh, you know, in a few years, I'm going to do this amazing thing and it's going to happen right oh. here. And Hey, there's my buddy Ub. He helped me design, you know, all this cool stuff. And I, yeah, that would be cool, too, if you had like a young, like energetic uh, boisterous Walt, like regaling oh, yeah. you with stories. And yes, I'm pretty sure we could get audio from every footage. Sure, put it together. I'm pretty sure we could get tons of stories. So, oh, yeah, man. I love that. I'm in. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I like the idea of incorporating it into an attraction space, like like Hazen's idea, for the sole reason of I don't want any attraction to blow the illusion for uh bystanders or witnesses so if you saw a trolley go by and there's 10 faces looking out at you with big vr goggles on it's kind of going to ruin some of the the magic a little bit right so i do like the idea of combining it with hazen's uh area in the back Mm -hmm. um, but replicating your actual journey through Buena Vista Street could still be a part of it. So you still feel like, oh, I'm going down the place we just walked yeah. just mm -hmm. virtually, you know? Yeah, this, man, that's a cool idea. Oh, I man. dig it. I'm so on board with this. Yep. I really dig it. Nice. Cool. All right, Gavin, uh, bring it home. to me next, right? Yep, okay. bring it home. All right, so... My last idea really plays nicely with all of these ideas, I think, um, especially the idea of a Gatsby-esque party. Uh, one thing that I think of when I think of the 1920s is prohibition, which really kind of gave a lot of the impetus for many things that happened in the 1920s, which make it an iconic decade in our history. One of those things is the idea of a speakeasy or secret mm -hmm. bar yes. that only people in the know know how to get into. Take my money. Right? <laughs> it's time for Disney's first speakeasy. Yeah. And I'm torn between two concepts. I thought of making it a Mickey Mouse-themed speakeasy, calling it the Squeakeasy Mouse Hole. <laughs> but then it. I also thought of calling it the Tip Top Club, as you know we've mentioned many times before. Sold. And I, I'm still kind of torn so, on which direction to go. So if I could, if I could interject here for a second, I would just go with Tip Top Club or some variation of it. One because people are already familiar with it, right? And because there's already a connection to the park, and two. Because Disney would never put Mickey in conjunction with alcohol. And any Good variation of that point. is going to get squashed. So calling it the Tip Top Club would be your best bet. Perfect. Okay. So we're going to call it the Tip Top yes. Club. And part of that story then is going to be that there was all kinds of misdirection that the Tip Top Club was at the top of the tower. Because 
you know, they couldn't actually tell the authorities where their speakeasy was. Mm -hmm. So they misdirected them with all their advertising that it's on top of the tower. It's on top of the tower. No, it's in the opposite corner of this Buena Vista area. So the location of this is going to be second story Buena Vista Street on top of my personal favorite building in the land, which is the very first building on the right, which is that Sepulveda building with that cool staircase that goes up in front of it. This is the building underneath which is the bathrooms and the lockers, right? Mm -hmm. I love that building. I think it is so beautiful. I've taken a million pictures of it. I, I, just, I think it's awesome. So I think we can create our secret club up there and we can even extend the northern end of it to have a secret balcony viewing area where you could watch the Disneyland fireworks from there. Yes. Right? Ooh. So it's got a cool thing. So, you know, Gatsby era theming, classic speakeasy kind of stuff. You're going to have like all the time live jazz in there, a little hot band music, little crooners, you know, kind of like Jessica Rabbit style music going on. It'll be a little bit like that uh, lounge from Roger Rabbit. Um, I'm thinking like exclusive cocktails, like really cool. Now, what I don't want this to become is the impossible place you know i don't want this to be the new 1901 where you have to have a club 33 membership i don't want this to be you know like you have to line up you know from park opening just to get in right it's just going to be on a lottery style and okay. you, you're just going to be lucky you you apply for a reservation and if they pick you they pick you right um and that's going to kind of keep it, you know, open to everybody, yeah. but uh, also fair for everybody. Like everybody's got an equal shot to get a reservation. So you're thinking more of the virtual queue, like for Rise of the Resistance. Yes. More like okay. that. More like that. Um, but also like, um, you know, you don't necessarily, I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I, I want it to be fair, but I also want it to be limited. And so they'll give out a certain number of reservations for each day. So you can apply for a reservation, you know, like whatever, three months out or two weeks out, whatever it is. And you may or may not get it. You know, it's just going to go into a lottery. Yeah. And they're going to pick so many people per day. And then if you get notification that you get it, then you confirm that you can go. And if you decline, then they just pick another person that signed up for that day. And that way... You know, it's it's not something that you have to pay extra for or wait in line extra for. It's just, oh, it's your lucky day. You get to go to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so basically, it, it'll definitely cater to annual pass holders a little more because yeah. of that, but still open to everybody. I mean, I feel like most of the experiences at either one of the two Anaheim parks primarily cater to annual pass holders because we're the ones sure. that tend to be at the parks a lot more. You know, we've talked a mm -hmm. lot about how Walt Disney world tends to be more of a vacationing resort. Whereas the Disneyland resort here in Anaheim is primarily a locals resort, you know? So, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I totally get what you're saying that the reservation system that they're currently using for rise, I think would be the best way to execute 
what you're talking yeah. about. And then to tie it into my idea of the Gatsby dance off or the dance, the, the Gatsby dance area, you can have the flapper girls that are serving drinks kind of talk to you in code and be like, you know, you can get better drinks at the secret location and kind of talk to you in code to give away the mm-hmm. secret location of this speakeasy. And that's, that's actually a nice transition because this is the second half of it that makes the experience more of a real experience. And actually, it's the first half of it. So once you get your reservation, then you get instructions. You get the first okay. bit of instruction, which says, enter the park and find the cast member wearing the purple flower pin or whatever it is. So you have to come in and you have to find the cast member with that flower pin. And you have to say the secret phrase. All the phrases are going to have references, at least in my initial concept, to Disney bartending characters. So this, you'll, you'll find this cast member and you'll say something like, Winky sent me. Nice. Right? Winky from Wind in the Willows. <laughs> nice. And... Uh, and the person will give you the flower pin to put on so that then from that point forward, every stop you go where you're stopping, they know you're on the trail of the uh, speakeasy. So the cast members at the next places you go will know they're supposed to interact with you in the, this certain way, right? So you're mm-hmm. now entering the story. So they give you the purple pin and they give you a scrap of paper and they say, you'll need fuel for your journey. And the little scrap of paper will be a crude map that guides you back toward uh, Oswald's tire shop, the gas station nice. at the at the entrance. Right. When you get there. Um, oh, also on the scrap of paper is a logo for Gas Ton, and Gas Ton nice. is a gas company, but it's also a reference to Gaston, who has his own tavern. And uh, you'll see a large gas can behind the register with that logo on it. The cast member will see you with your purple pin and say, oh, I see you're interested in our private stock. And they'll reach into the gas ton gas can and pull out a wooden raven. And this is a reference to Marion Ravenwood. Also a proprietor of a bar in the Disney <laughs> canon. Nice. And, nice. The ra- and they'll hand you the raven. And the raven will have the final instructions on it of, you know, where to go. Climb the stairs of the Sepulveda building. Knock three times. And when the peephole opens, present the wooden raven. That will be your ticket in the door. And that gets you in. So it's like this whole, like, kind of adventure on the way in. And those... Clues can rotate and change, you know, so that if you do this multiple times, you know, it'll be a little bit different. But it kind of just gets you in that mindset of, oh, you got to know this secret. You got to know where to go. You got to know who to talk to to get into this exclusive place. And then once you get in there, uh, you know, based on maybe questions that the cast members ask you or maybe something you answer when you put in your online reservation, like they'll actually have like made a custom cocktail for you, you know, like based on your favorite color or something or, you know, something you said and they'll they'll, like name it something, you know, like specific, like here's your 
you know, Jiminy Cricket Gin Fizz, you know, because they know Jiminy's my favorite character somehow, you know, something like <laughs> that. Like, I would love it if they could build like some psychology into it, some of the like mentalist tricks yeah. and like pick out some nugget from you. And then like when you get in there, they're like, oh, we've got your drink ready. You know, we, we had a feeling this was you. And I don't know. I just think they could build in some cool like secret magic there and it could be a fun you know, experience getting there and then just enjoying your time there while you, while you're inside. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Let's do it. That was a it. lot of fun. <laughs> and see, I feel like this is where, um, Hazen's like real story building and storytelling could really benefit because like, man, I struggled with like what clues to use and like, how could we like weave this into like an experience? And then once you get there, like what story are they telling? Um, to me, I just wanted another cool place to get an awesome Disney cocktail and have it be a neat experience based on that era, you know, which I think Carthay kind of gives you the upscale version. And this is kind of like the, the hidden yeah. underbelly side, you know, like it's it's ritzy, but it's also a dive because it's like hidden. Nice. And I, I don't know. I like that kind of place. Well, that it, it fits well with the idea of like flapper girls because – in a way, yes. like the flapper girls were kind yeah. of the ones that were rebelling against the era and the properness of everything, yeah. right? So, yeah, it exactly. just fits. Oh man, I'm so on board with this. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I was on the edge of my seat while you were telling us all the clues yeah. and everything. Like, I just think it was perfectly set up. Cool, cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I was kind of leveraging a lot of like we've we've amassed a huge catalog of incredible ideas at this point. And I was leveraging so many other ideas we've had about restaurants and escape rooms. And like, we've come up with all these cool ideas. And so I was really leaning on a lot of that to come up with this idea. And, um, I felt like we had to like really do a lot of leveraging of, you know, space and cleverness in this, exercise today because Buena Vista mm -hmm. is such a limited footprint but like so many of our past discussions they have got these facades of second floors but it'd be really cool to have more uh, ability to experience the second floors yeah. of every land yeah. in Disneyland you know it's kind of like it's kind of a well-known secret that the second floor of New Orleans Square is this ultra exclusive club there's really not many places in the parks where you can go to the second story. And I think that would also add to this concept and make it a little more special. Yeah, I agree. Oh, man. What a fantastic episode. That I was, was worried that my two <laughs> ideas were not going to be great. And ultimately, they no. were decent. But you guys yeah, they were, awesome. they were good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There were so many great things that came out of this episode that... Uh, I want to see them, you know, built in the parks now. And your idea, I think everything that we came up with just mixes well together. You know, it has the essence and it has that spark of Buena Vista Street while still keeping the Disney mm -hmm. magic intact. You know, so yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love it. Uh, if there's any ideas that you 
listening want to incorporate, join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to hear your ideas or if there's anything in particular that really shines to you and you'd like to share that with us, we'd love to hear that as well. Uh, just search for Podcateers on any of the social networks. You can also go to podcateers.com slash 310 and leave a comment in the blog post for this episode. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we hope you enjoyed these ideas as we armchair imagineer Buena Vista Street. Uh, we always look forward to these. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Winky sent me.